Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for sharing and leaving a review. Uh, And if you haven't left a review on Apple yet, please do. If you're listening to this on iTunes, it helps me so much. Um, Before I introduce my next guest, though, make sure you're staying up to date on all things The Thinking Project on DaltonKJensen.com. You can join the Facebook group there. You can follow me on all my social media there. You can check out the YouTube channel where I release a bone to pick uh, every week. And it's just an amazing place to get to know everybody and get to network. So do that. Follow me on social media. Join the Discord group. Join the Facebook group if you're on Facebook. And uh, let's rock and roll. So without further ado, let me introduce Christine Lavulo, who is a success coach, who is a speaker and an author. We met on Facebook um, and we had a great conversation about her starting her business, about coaches in general, uh, and about what it takes to be great in business. So I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. And without further ado, Christine Lavulo. Welcome, everybody. This is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. All right, Christine, now we're rolling for good. Okay. All awesome. right. So so you were telling me before, so I know you're a real estate agent. I mm-hmm. know that you're also um, a success coach, but you have yeah. a few other things going. I do. I do. I um, started out by getting my certification as a Jack Canfield success principles trainer. And then that kind of led me to get certified as an ideal life vision coach. Okay. And I'm also certified in transformation code, which is kind of an energy modality. And then I went to get certified as NLP practitioner in Ho'oponopono, which is kind of an ancient Hawaiian oh, yep, healing yep. technique. Yep. I, and I'm then, very familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then recently I went and got certified on the John Maxwell team. So I certified in his leadership stuff. And then finally I kind of pulled it all together to become a certified professional success coach. So I just oh, use all go. my tools to just to do like, that. To yeah. just ma- help people be successful. Yeah. Mainly. And I mainly focus on ha- helping people have successful relationships. I feel like if we have solid relationships in our life, then it kind of paves the way for everything else. If you don't have healthy relationships, seems like everything else kind of is harder when you have that yeah. support and healthy relationships, things kind of yeah. flow a little easier. So yeah. I like to really focus on relationships and I feel like that's kind of the foundation for, for success. Really. Yeah. Now what kind of relationships, like romantic relationships all, or partnerships? Yeah. Or like business all all relationships? kinds of relationships. Okay. Um, I'm definitely passionate about marriage. I want to help people stay okay. married. I think yeah. people get divorced a little too easy. Sure. But I also see a lot of um, toxic behaviors in the workplace. Yeah. And would love to help organizations, you know, kind of detox their workplace, kind of get rid of those negative attitudes. People just have a hard time owning their crap, so to speak. (laughs) I mean, they just want to blame everybody else and think it's everybody else's problem and fault. And so a lot of what I focus on is that. It really is. It's somebody else's fault. That's human nature. It's always somebody else's fault. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I realized like I I used to teach, I used to like train salespeople like when I was a sales manager. Um, so like I was a sales manager in, in an automotive dealership and then would help like, you know, because my view of sales is like sales is sales is sales. Like if you can figure <laughs> it, like if you know, if you know how to like talk to people, then it doesn't matter if you're selling like, like at one point I sold a, you know, hundred thousand, you know, million dollar machines mm-hmm. and then I sold cars and now I sell software. And so my view was like, if you know, like sales is very basic products right. are different. So you got to know that, but yeah. And, and I would teach like my salespeople, I would, I would always just tell them like, I, my life changed and I realized no one cared. Like, and mm-hmm. I meant, and I meant no one cared by, by what we were just talking about. Like, it's not their fault. Right. Like it, like they don't care enough. Like there were so many lessons in that one. <laughs> like n- not everybody, no one's focused on me. Everybody's focused on themselves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's like, so I wonder, true. I wonder if they saw me doing that. They probably didn't, man. Uh-uh. They- <laughs> and they probably don't, I won't think about it again if they did see you. <laughs> And I think with sales, you really understand that it's all relationships. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you yeah, cannot yeah. be amazing at sales if you don't learn to create amazing relationships and yeah. you build trust and, you know, get people to kind of be willing to hear you because you've been willing to hear them. So there's just so many elements that go along with that, I think. But I think, you know, you see that relationships are kind of that foundation. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's and that was the other thing was like, you know, the, part of that, like, you know, no one, nobody cares. And, and I use that specific word because my style of teaching is like very, like, I mean, I'm, I'm very stoic in the way that I approach mm-hmm. life. <laughs> so that's how I approach <laughs> like teaching, like 
dude, it's not, you know what I mean? It's, I love it. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and, and that only works for some people. That's why, that's why I'm not like a professional anything <laughs> because like, <laughs> because like, that's how I get coached. It's like somebody just needs to, you know, right. kick you in the butt and tell you to go. Well, I think that there's no one size fits all. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, a lot of people sure. think, you know, this coach is really awesome. They're really amazing. I got to hire them and they don't take the time to really figure out if that really is a good fit. Yeah. And same yeah, with coaches. Yeah, yeah. A lot of coaches yeah. are like, they just want the clients. They don't care, but really there's no one size fits all. That's very true. Yeah. I mean, I, I would assume that that is the same principle like in sales, right? Like mm-hmm. one of the reasons I'm not a popular sales coach is because I just, I tell people like, you don't bat a hundred. Like there's some <laughs> people you don't want to do business with. Like, and, and if I know you're the kind of dude who, who, even if I gave a, everything that you wanted, right. And you were still going to burn me on a survey. You're still going to give me a yeah. bad Google review. And like, I, I, is it worth it? I don't know, man. Probably not. Like, you know what I mean? Well, I think it's important to be honest. And a lot of people don't want to hear the truth. Right. And a lot of people have a hard time just being transparent. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think transparency is really important. I think that um, there's just no reason playing games and making pretenses. I think you just show who you are and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, 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 yeah. That way you can come to a, to a, you know, a sales interaction or a business interaction and just be yourself and exactly. you can lead, you can lead with who you are. Right. Well, and I think that I like know. that you said that because a lot of times we don't think of ourselves as leaders unless we're in some management role, Good point. but yet we're all leaders. Yeah. Every single person on earth is a leader because at, at minimum, hopefully you're leading yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 but I yeah. think if you lead with who you really are and you're authentic to who yourself, to yourself, everything kind of falls into place and everything kind of lines up the way that it needs to for yeah. you to become the best version of yourself. But a lot of times I think we get in our own way, <laughs> you know, no, and it makes sure. it, yeah. it makes everything a lot harder. So if life's hard, I think, okay, what am I doing? How am yeah. I creating this? How am I getting in my own way rather than, Oh, that person made this happen. And yeah. what about this? And that person yeah. burned me. It's really, it all falls on me. It's all on my shoulders and I don't have to carry a huge burden because it's on my shoulders. I just have to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And you can, we can explore this together because I feel like one of the reasons that happens because it happens to everybody, right? You mm-hmm. like, why do you get in your own head? I think it's because you care too much about what people think about you. Right. I mean, they say comparison is a thief of joy and it's, yeah. it's true. I mean, and especially in my industry, I think it can be really easy to get caught up in comparison because you see all these huge people, speakers and coaches and authors, and you think, oh, well, you know, I haven't. My book hasn't hit the New York Times bestseller list. I must not be good enough. Or I don't have, I'm not filling a, you know, 10,000 seat stadium like Tony Robbins or whatever. You know, I must not be good enough. (laughs) And it's really easy to get in your own way instead of thinking, okay, my journey's not theirs. And also when did they start versus when did I start? You know, we want to kind of have this instant success in life. And I think that's the case even in sales, right? Yeah, There's usually a ramping up period. But a lot of times we just want that instant gratification. I mean, we're in the generation of instant gratification, right? We've got Amazon <laughs> delivering within two days for free. Yeah, yeah. And so sometimes it's like, we don't want to be patient and wait. And I mean, I think that's the case for everything in relationships. Sometimes we just aren't patient and wait. And we have a kind of a generation of really um, what's in it for me. Oh, <laughs> you for know? sure. Yeah, for sure. And so I think you see a lot of failed relationships in this generation. And I mean, it's always kind of been a problem, but because people don't want to be patient and let and ride through the hard times, you know, yeah, yeah. like, Oh, this doesn't work for me. Let's move on. Right. Let's call it right. Quits. Right. Because be, and that goes back to what I was thinking, right. Mm-hmm. Is, Oh, somebody's gonna, somebody thinks I'm a fail. Somebody's going to think I'm a failure. Right. Somebody thinks of my business. And you know, that's a hard one because I learned from one of my, one of my, the, one of the best podcasts that I did. One of the guys was like, you know, um, you, how would you even know if you had a million dollar idea, if you never had your like thousand dollar or never had your half a million dollar <laughs> right. idea? You know what I mean? They're like, oh, I can't start that. It's not a million dollar idea. Well, I, you know, and he was like, well, homie, you didn't even try the thousand dollar one. Right. You didn't even try to sell something. I love that. I love <laughs> yeah. that. It's so true. We want, He's we like, want to get to the very end yeah. without taking the steps to get there. We don't want to yeah. step on each rung of the ladder. We just want to fly to yeah. the top. And, and some people don't even try. Like if they're like, <laughs> oh, this looks too hard. I'm not even going to go for it. Exactly. Like they're not even going to yeah. start. And that's right. the hard one. You know what right. I'm saying? They want a guarantee. I think even sometimes with yeah. a guarantee, we get on our own way though. Well, I, I love, okay. That was, <laughs> uh, let me think of how I need to rephrase this. 
I thought one of the benefits of COVID was that we all got a, a really good look at like nothing is guaranteed. We are brought to you by Legal Inc. Estate Planning. Listen, you wouldn't dine and dash, so why would you leave your family in the hands of the courts and the government when you pass away? Most people think they don't have enough to start estate planning or that it's too expensive. Things like wills and a trust. While those are valid reasons, they're limiting beliefs, guys, to creating and keeping the wealth that you want to have. Listen, it's free to talk to Michael to learn more about what you can do today to protect your tomorrow and live your best life. Wills are necessary, especially if you have a home and kids. And a trust is the number one way to build and retain your wealth. So it's your life. It's your story. Make it a good one. Visit LegalLifePlan.com to schedule your first conversation with Michael and tell him that the Thinking Project sent you. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that's true. Like then, like it didn't matter if you're nine to five. Didn't matter if you're government. Didn't mm-hmm. matter if you're a commission. Like I remember before pre pre COVID and stuff, people would be like, "Why are you commission? Don't you want some stability?" And then COVID happened, and I was like, "None of us had it. Nobody. <laughs> right. I saw dudes thirty years, forty years at a company get let go like that." It was insane. It and was all bananas. of a sudden everybody's restructuring, everything's changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the climate we were living in, you know. I mean, yeah. I was working for Franklin Covey and oh, uh, right just okay. just part-time. I got a lot of little things I do to earn <laughs> earn extra money, right? Yeah. And so I was working good. for Franklin yeah. Covey doing some stuff in their marketing department. And they had always said, We'll never work from home. We'll never work from home. We'll never work from home. It's yeah. important for us to be in there, be together. And then all of a sudden we're all working from home and now yeah, no one wants to go back to the office. Yeah. yeah you didn't have a choice. <laughs> and it's funny to see how people's mindsets changed and how people became a lot more flexible because there was no option. Yeah, and yet yeah, yeah, yeah. how often did we get stuck in that really um, stringent mindset where we're unwilling to be flexible until it's forced on us. And I think, how would it be if we just lived our whole life always thinking more flexible, you know, more flexible thoughts? Yeah. How can we, how can we make yeah. this easier? What, you know, you know yeah. If, right. so, if somebody's given us the same feedback over and over again, like we should look at this. How can we just kind of think outside the box yeah. naturally rather than being forced into it? For sure. <laughs> well, and that's what I meant by, and I, and I know that COVID did a lot of terrible things. The pandemic did a, yeah. more terrible things than it did good things, but I, I, that's how I, that's how I chose to view it. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was like, you know what, man, nothing's guaranteed. So we might as well just do it. I like we might that. as well just do it. Like, and, and what happened? And somebody doesn't, you know, again, like no one cares. Like if this podcast <laughs> is successful or, or, or like really famous, like nobody cares. Well, or, you, or care. It fails. Like, you care, but it, that's the thing is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. but nobody else is like watching me. Like, like there's no conspiracy theory, right? There's nobody going on checking to see how many subscribers you have each day. And right. like, are you being, you know, yeah. are and you living like, up to your potential? Yeah. Actively or like actively working to my demise or something. Right. <laughs> right. I, well, it's because we were raised on cartoons where there was a villain, right? I mean, oh, there's always like, somebody working dang, against you. And yeah. you know, what's funny. Um, one of the success principles that Jack Kenfield teaches is about being an inverse paranoid. Okay. In other words, assume that the universe is conspiring to do you good. Yeah. Instead of that, there's conspiracy to do you harm. And if you kind of start looking at things with that perspective and like, how is everything working in my favor? Mm. Well, first Mm. of all, you kind of create a a good, you know, laws of attraction thing going. If you're thinking what, how are things working well for me? But you start to realize that things really can be working in your favor. Like Mm. things are really not working against you, except for you. You're the only one working against yourself. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, (laughs) You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's all just how you think, how you choose to perceive, how your mindset is set up, you know, and, you can shift that. We have the ability to consciously shift our thoughts, which consciously shifts our feelings, which changes how we feel and then changes how we respond. And that can change everything else in our lives. Yeah. And it's yeah. really that simple. We just make it hard. We really do. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like I'm not that, so I chose like the stoic path for right. me um, because not that I don't like, don't get me wrong. Like I've uh, people on this podcast, I've had many Reiki, right. I've had mental health, I've had yoga i've had i mean just like oh that's really cool you've had a lot of really good yeah 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 yeah. like and then i and then i've had like you know i've had guys who you know really hardcore uh (laughs) 30 million dollar 40 million dollar businesses wow you know what i'm saying yeah so i've heard like i've got a full spectrum so i'm I'm not ever against like the you know the quote-unquote like woo-woo stuff oh yeah so like so my whole point with that is like i just there's they're the same principles whether like yeah. if you're talking to this guy, they just paint it differently. And that's yes. why I like it. You know what I mean? Well, and I it's think just it's kind of funny. I think yeah. it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm Christian and you know, a lot of Christian people kind of feel like the laws of attraction doesn't blend. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah. it's biblical. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The scriptures yeah, talk sure. about the laws of attraction throughout. That's how God created the universe is that we can, you know, ask and we shall receive, knock yeah. and it shall be opened unto you. So I think it's interesting how mm-hmm. things seem mm-hmm. really new age, but really they're old age. They're yeah, Old they're, Testament. Yeah, no, they're not. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I like that you brought up, and we'll talk about the the Hawaiian. Um, Ho'oponopono, yeah. yeah Ho'oponopono, because like the, this stuff, like when I, because I'm Hawaiian, mm-hmm. my 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 family's from Kapa'a. My, my, uh, grandpa, my mom were born there. Like they were all from there. Um, but yeah, this is like old stuff. Really? You know, this old. is like, this is like, and, and, and the more like you, you dived in, I, I dove into it. Um, the more I was like, yeah, this is, this isn't, you know, coincidence. And right. we were all teaching the same thing. Like these ideas of like, you know, um, as you, you know, as you move and as you work, like things start to happen mm-hmm. and nothing happens if you stand still and like bad things don't happen, like good things happen for you. You know right, what I mean? If you, right. if you start, like I stopped categorizing things as good and bad. And right. I just They're just going. experiences. Yeah. Right? I just go, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's not <laughs> there. I don't waste the time. Like, oh, this is like, I don't say this is a really bad thing. Just like, I don't say this is a really good thing. Right. I just go like it. It is what it is. And I just keep moving. And well, and I think people- <laughs> everything's a lesson, right? Every, oh, sure. every experience we have is something to teach us. Yeah. And, and, and so yeah. no matter what it is, whether you want to categorize, <laughs> categorize it or not, I like the idea of not having a commitment sure, to whether sure. it's good or bad. It just is. Yeah. But no matter what it is, I think it's just all got a little lesson for us to learn. And yeah. if we look at it and say, that's interesting. And how, what do I need to learn from this? How can I mm-hmm. move forward? Mm-hmm. It's amazing how things just kind of unfold for us. Yeah. Yeah. So what got you into like all the certifications? So you, you talk about, oh, Pono, yeah. Pono Pono, you go, <laughs> you know, you talk about Jack Canfield, right? Um, it's kind of a wide variety. Yeah. So, NLP. Um, did I hear NLP? NLP. Yeah. Uh-huh. So first I kind of got involved in some energy work back in, um, 2004. Yeah. Me and my husband had moved back to Utah from Colorado and I just, I've always had, um, chronic depression, you know, mm-hmm. And so um, a friend of mine said, Hey, I really think you should go see this um, holistic practitioner. There's a place in Farmington that they have all, all holistic approach to health and well-being." And, sure. and um, so I went to see this cranial sacral therapist and it just was kind of life changing. And in one of the sessions I was in, she's like, you know, I really, I really could see you doing something like this. And I thought, Oh, you know, we'll see. I'm really committed to my real estate business. And I also had a home staging business at the time. So I was like, yeah, I'm not really looking to, you know, mess with my career path. I've got a plan. And then years passed and, um, I was going along life and we hit kind of that rocky time in 2009, 2010. And we just had our fifth kid and all of a sudden our income is pretty much reduced to a fourth of what we were used to making. Matter of fact, our income was so low, we didn't even have enough. I mean, we made, about the same as what our mortgage payment was all of a sudden. Oh, geez. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. what do you do? Do you pay your mortgage? Do you buy food for your kids and keep your utilities on? You know, and, and there was a lot of pressure on me and a lot of weight on my shoulders. And finally, kind of in a blame situation, I kind of felt like my husband's not really supporting me. He doesn't listen to me. He doesn't hear me. And I left him. I'm like, you know, I'm taking the kids. We're gone. And, um, you know, like most women, <laughs> it's it's like a manipulation tactic, I guess at the time I didn't see it as manipulation, but you know, of course you want to make them see what they're missing, you know, mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm going to leave you so that you see that you really want me and you'll fight for me and whatever. And, and at first it seemed like it was working. Like, you know, he's like, I'll go to counseling, you know, what do we need to do? And then in a matter of weeks, there was just this whole 360. We kind of had a little argument about something and he just became a totally different person, like overnight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what just happened? Like my whole world was just, pulled out from under me. And I thought, you know, what on earth? And at first I was like, fine, I was going to get a divorce anyway. So let's just hurry this along. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of planning my future without him and thinking, okay, well, you know, who's available, (laughs) that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, all of a sudden it was kind of like the hand of God was like, Hey, wait a second. Are you ready to listen to me? You Mm -hmm. know, kind of tapping me on my shoulder, like, um, you know, what are you doing? And so I was like, well, what do you want me to do? And it felt to me like God was saying, I want you to fight for your marriage. And I thought this is insane. And I mean, it was insane. I mean, people were like, what are you doing? Like you can get better than this guy, you know, just because my husband wasn't being true to who he really was, but it kind of put me on this journey. And I started learning that the problems of my marriage weren't because of my husband. 
my problems in my life were mine. I'm the common denominator. Mm. And so I kind of went through this journey of learning about myself and what I was doing. And, and I noticed the mirror, like everything I was thinking my husband was doing. Oh, he's so prideful. Oh, he's just not the man I married anymore. And everything I thought he was doing was really a reflection of truth in me too. Yeah. You know, I was being very prideful. I wasn't the woman he fell in love with. And so I started looking at those mirrors and thinking, okay, who do I want to be? How do I want to show up in this life? Whether we work things out or not, who do I want to become? And so I went on this journey and kind of learned these principles and then kind of felt like that's my mission in life. My purpose, my purpose to help save marriages most importantly and help save relationships. So I kind of just put it on the back burner and went about my life. We worked things out, obviously. Yeah, okay, <laughs> um, okay, now okay. we're 23 years into our <laughs> marriage, but um, I kind of went along thinking, okay, whatever, we'll put that on the back burner. Even though it kept burning inside of me that, you know, you need to write a book about this. You need to start speaking to people about this. I just kind of let it go. And then a friend of mine talked me into going to a Jack Canfield event at the end of 2017. As we're sitting there and he starts talking about these principles. I'm like, those are almost the exact principles I used when I restored my marriage, basically, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, with the help of God and some, some other scriptural things, but, but just basic, easy principles, this mm -hmm. was it. So that led me to want to get certified in that stuff. So that I had a greater platform, like a better way of explaining it to people. And then things just kind of kept happening. <laughs> like, you know, I, I was, had been interested just to Ho'oponopono and I was like, okay, I think that that's can be really beneficial for people. How can I learn it greater? So everything kind of became this journey of how can I be better at helping other people? And so I'd find a tool and think, okay, I need to be able to incorporate this tool. And the only way you can do it is to get certified. You can't just teach from <laughs> getting it done to you. Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it kind of put me on that path of like, what else do I need to add to this tool belt so that I can really help people live their best life? You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's great. Wow. What an incredible story. Thanks. But you know what? Yeah. And I think a lot of people, that's what, that's the part of this that I like. Right. Is the stories because, mm -hmm. you know, it's easy to do tips and tricks. And like, obviously we share a lot of those. Right. You know what I mean? But the stories are like very, that's what facts tell stories. sell. that's my, that's right. my selling motto. <laughs> it's you know so true. Yeah. That's my selling motto. So that's great. And you know what? One thing that you pointed out that that is super hard for even me, like, I think all of us get caught up in it is like, People are a mirror. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like your, your, your friends are mirrors. Like if mm -hmm. I don't like something in you, that means I have an unresolved so something yes. in myself. Well, sure. and I think when we go back to that idea of comparison, that's really yeah. what it is. Yeah. I'm comparing myself, but I couldn't see it in them if I didn't have it in me. So for good yeah. or for bad, when I see somebody really successful and I admire qualities about them, that's something I have the ability to cultivate in myself. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, and that maybe people even see in you already, but you're just not seeing it in yourself. And then when you have that conflict or that rub with people, it's usually a message that you need to look within and say, okay, what's going on with me? How yeah. am I, you know, like you said, what, what is unresolved in me that need, still needs to be healed, which yeah. is kind of the point of Ho'oponopono, right? Mm -hmm. It is all about finding that commonality and saying, okay, this needs to be healed in me. Thanks for showing it to me. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You yeah. Know? That's, I mean, that's the thing is like, uh, I learned that. From, you know, if we're talking about Christianity, I learned it from the New Testament. Nice. Um, because there's very few verses about, there's very few scriptures, even in certain, even in other like things about like a va the veil, right? This, oh, yeah. I this idea that like we can't remember things and like, mm -hmm. the, you know, but, but there's, so there's very few scriptures and the one of them, the, the one of them doesn't even mention the word veil, but it talks about it. And it talks about it in first Corinthians chapter 13. You know what I'm saying? Such a good chapter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Corinthians is just, Corinthians just is good a, stuff yeah, there all, a great, all across a, the board. Yeah. It's a great one. <laughs> but when he talks about, you know, um, that the, that the glass is foggy. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and even as I am known, I will be known. Right. That. And that, and, and so, I mean, as we start to like, and I think that we get there because we start to see like, I, I don't think that we naturally hate people. No, uh, I You know agree. what I'm saying? I agree. Like, I think that when we start to have those feelings, like it's, I, I, it's a weird, it's this weird form of like, like we're missing something yeah, and we're missing that, that empathy for each other. Mm -hmm. And so we start to see the things that we need to fix to gain the empathy. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That makes total yeah. sense. Yeah. 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 I thought, I thought that charity was a good word in there. And I think yeah. it was the only word that they had at the time. <laughs> 
when they were translating it, but I thought empathy was a better word to put there. Right. You know what well, I'm saying? True. If you're, yeah. if you really are being empathetic towards people, obviously you want to heal them. You want to help them. Yeah. You want to take care of them. You want to yeah. uplift them, strengthen mm-hmm. them like that. That is. Yeah. 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 And, and, and if you do good things and you're not doing it for the right reason, like it's really doesn't mean anything. Right. Like, and people can see through it and you're not going to do any good anyway. Well, in the long run, you're not really served by it either. I mean, yeah, I think people yeah, do yeah, yeah. sometimes do, things yeah. with the right, with the wrong intention. Oh, and it's sure. usually the intention of wanting the kudos or, you know, yeah, the yeah, yeah. There's an ulterior, yeah. there's a transaction yeah, involved. Exactly. Yeah, there's a transaction. But yeah. I don't, I don't know. And I mean, just staying on this whole thing, it's kind of like when you fast, <laughs> they say, if you fast in public, if you pray in public, then you've had your reward because everybody's seen it. I kind sure. of feel like that's the same thing. If you are constantly doing things with an ulterior motive, yeah, you kind of, matter. yeah, you kind of lose out on the real reward Yeah, because everybody's seen what you did. <laughs> well, yeah. And, but and a so, lot of times people see through what you did too. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. And that's what I think happens more, right. more times than not yep. is like, uh, I call it commission breath. And I've said oh, it like a few times. Yeah. Well, like people can, <laughs> and I use smell because that's a really powerful scent or a mm-hmm. sense that we have. Right. You know, I think it goes, I, I mean, shoot, I mean, you know, obvi- obviously your sight is your first one, but I think smell goes along with that because people can smell it. Like if you're like, if you're selling desperate right. or if you've got, if something's not right, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like if you, if you're trying to sell me this thing just to make some money on it, like I'll figure it out. Right. Well, everything has an energy to it. You know, every, everything yeah, has yeah, a vibration yeah, yeah. and people can sense that if you're vibrating low, you're going to attract lower vibrating people. Oh, and for then sure. <laughs> you're kind of well, like in this misery loves company kind of thing. And you vibrate high, you attract more high vibrational yeah, people. For sure. And then everybody's trying to help each other and everybody's trying to encourage each other and build each other up. Yeah. And I yeah. think that, you know, there's no scarcity. Yeah, right exactly. Matter of fact, I was just talking about scarcity mindset the other day because yeah, I find how interesting it is that people who are raised with very little sometimes have the tendency to hoard. Mm-hmm. Like they start to become successful, but they want to hang on to everything because they've got this yeah. scarcity mindset they've been raised with their whole life. So even though they've got abundance in their life, they have a hard time really allowing the energy to flow for it. Yeah. yeah and so yeah, they yeah. keep finding themselves stuck. And yet I grew up in a very middle-class family, you know, just over in Rose park, but we, always had what we needed. Like I never felt like I'm going to go without food or I'm going to go yeah, without, you yeah, know, yeah. shelter clothing. I mean, we didn't have a lot, but we always had enough. And so I've never worried about money. I just figure, you know, money goes, money comes, it all comes around. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it'll, yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. be what it yeah. needs to be. I'll never be homeless. I'll never be naked. I'll never be hungry. And so I don't worry about that, but it's interesting to see people who do, mm-hmm. you know, and how, how that affects them in their relationships and their lives yeah. because they don't have that sense of just trusting yeah. and having faith that everything will work out because they were raised with this idea that I have to do it all myself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, I'm totally relying on myself and there's no one else to rely on, not God, not other people. And I think that can become right. a big barrier in relationships in any kind of relationship, even in work relationships, mm-hmm. because that energy is there. Yeah. You know, and those are the people that are constantly trying to fight you for your commission and trying to get to that client first or, you know, just just those type of people. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) They don't understand that. And I think to, to back, like backtrack a little bit, when, when you talk about this abundance mindset, you, you get to help other people who are in these situations that are like, you know, maybe they're unsheltered. Maybe they're, you know, they're, they're wanting for food. Maybe they're wanting Mm -hmm. for clothes. And when you understand that, like, none of this was mine to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Right. Just take it. You know what I mean? And I think you can only do that when you have an abundance mindset. I agree. And, you know, know, a lot of people kind of block their own money flow because there's this idea that, you know, money is the root of all evil. Sure. But really, money just makes you more of who you already are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And, and I never, so, and I never bought into any of the cliches. Right. right? Like, I well, I mean, bought. I think money can be the root of evil when if you let it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, but you're, if you but already then, got bad intentions. Yeah. Well, I, you make bad intentions with whatever you got. Right. I right. think that, I think, yeah, I think that one, you know, it just shows who you really are. Like it just exposes mm-hmm. you as a good. It know. makes me wonder what the original word was and what the translation is, because sure. it makes yeah. me think it should be more like greed is the root of all evil rather yeah, than greed. money. Cause yeah, greed and money greed. kind of go hand in hand, but I think it's really that greed, whether it's greed yeah. for money, greed for power, you know? Yeah. 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 Cause I you can, that I mean, kind of you is get, what it, makes it hard. It just starts blinding people. But I, but I also understand like, you know, you, 
the the idea that money is the root of all evil, I think just came from this idea that, uh, that we need to find balance, right? We need to find yeah. balance. Like I think some people don't start to pursue their dreams and their businesses because they, they either think like that money is the root of all evil, or right. maybe they don't deserve the money. Yeah. But I also think that people don't start it because they think that they'll never get that. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I'm just like, and as an accountant, like, so that's my trade is like accounting. Right. And I'm like, dude, sometimes a, a medium sized profitable business is fine. <laughs> Nothing right. wrong with it. You know, you, you get to live how you want to live. You get to, you know, I think your goal should be freedom and mm-hmm. wh- whatever the check, whatever check you got to cut to the, get to freedom. Right. Like if that's two grand a month and you're, and you're living the way you want to live, <laughs> right. I, who cares? Well, and I think it goes back to that idea you were talking about before about the million dollar idea, but you got to start with the thousand dollar idea and people not wanting to take the time or risk. Yeah. And, and you know, like Einstein, not Einstein, Edison. (laughs) Yeah. Edison was kind of asked one time what it was like to make 10,000 for have to fail to make the light bulb for 10,000 times. And he said, I didn't fail 10,000 times. I found 10,000 ways it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, sure, and if we yeah. could just change our mindset to say, Hey, well, this just didn't work. What do I need to change? What do I need to adjust? Yeah. Even in anything, just feedback is our friend, right? Yeah. A lot of yeah, times we yeah. hate feedback and we think it's kind of one of those things that is negative. Like we sure, see it as criticism, sure, sure. but really it's just like, kind of like, what do I need to adjust? You know? Well, yeah. And that's, <laughs> and that's one thing that it, like I, that always blew my mind because I would teach in the sales process that you would ask all, all those questions up front. Right. Like I want to get to know as quickly as I can. I, I don't, I want to get to like all the no's as quick as I can. Right. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to be thinking I got a deal. And then in the last minute they're like, <laughs> I got to go shop or something right. or, whatever, or whatever. And like, and, and my thing with that is like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If you want to go shop, if the price is too high, like that, I don't, it, that's not a, you know, it's not a bad right. thing. People got to do what they got to do. But I want to know that, you know, in the first five minutes, not, not in the last 50 <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And so like people like, are like, you know, feedback or or whatever. And I'm just like, you want to know that as quick as you can. I want to fail like as quickly as I can. You know what? That kind of (laughs) takes me back to thinking about relationships. And I'm thinking like, how would it be back when I know you're married? I'm married back when we were dating. If we would have gotten those questions out of the way up front, like, are you just shopping? Are you really looking for somebody to settle down with? What are your qualities you're looking for? Like, what if we kind of approached it that, that way? And that way we could kind of save ourselves a lot of, yeah. Time and heartache. Yeah. You, you should talk to <laughs> Jonathan Sherman. Okay. He's, he's here local, uh-huh. but he's a, he's a licensed marriage and family counselor. And it was actually to your point. <laughs> it's funny because he goes, this is one of the statistics he shared with me on this podcast. He goes, uh, one third of all, like he, he said the, the number one sign people, a couple needs marriage counseling is when they're a couple. He's like, that's when you need it. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, that makes it. And then he goes and one third of all people who do premarital counseling end right. up not getting married. Interesting. Like, like one third. Because and all that stuff kind of gets exposed. And right. Right. Up. Because we know in the first five minutes, not in the last 50. And it, you know, and he goes, he goes like, he goes, there's some people that I've, that I've met who he's like, who's like, well, you, we shouldn't be married. You know what I mean? Like right. he gets, you know, he, he even understands that you don't bat a hundred. And obviously <laughs> that's, you know, it's a low percentage for him. I'm not saying, right. That. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and you'll have to listen to the episode. Like that's if, funny. You know, kind of makes me wonder if we would have gotten married. If, <laughs> but but <laughs> yeah, I mean, but hindsight's you know, always twenty twenty. And like, so like, I'm like, but I just thought realtor. it was yeah. But right. I just thought it was interesting because he, you know, to your point, it's like, right. What if you did? And he's like, maybe not. I mean, you got a well, two thirds chance. That's and I think job. about it, how we're set up, and it's like you've got to have a license to do real estate. You've got to have a license to do cosmetology. You've got yeah. to have a license to be a general contractor. There's sure. all these things you have to have a license for. But when you go to get a marriage license, you don't have to do any work to get, yeah, get nothing, it. You know, yeah, you nothing. have to do tests and all these other things to get these other licenses. Yeah, but you, you can just walk in and get a marriage license as long as you're old enough and can pay the fee. And yeah, it's like, what yeah, if they yeah. made that a prerequisite to what, get a yeah, marriage license? You, just, like, you know, even like a simple online tutorial thing, you know, I mean, just some modules, <laughs> somebody, anything to help you Somebody lets you know what you're getting into. Well, and to help you realize that <laughs> it's going to be hard. Yeah. It's not going to be, easy. you know, yeah, like there's no. just, yeah, I always call it the Cinderella complex. Like girls yeah, are raised sure. on these Disney shows where it's like, there's a princess and there's a Prince Charming. And, and all you see is that the Prince Charming comes in and rescues the, the girl, the princess, 
and they live happily ever after. Sure. And so girls are raised with this idea that I just got to get to where a man will rescue me and then I don't have to do anything. <laughs> it's happily ever after. And then I think kind of, I call that guys kind of have a June Cleaver complex. They go from having their mom taking care of them to thinking, oh, sure. I just need a wife that will take care of me. <laughs> and so you come up with all these conflicts because you've all been raised with these different mindsets and these yeah, different yeah. Um, ways of viewing the world. And all of a sudden, one yeah. day it kind of comes together and you're like, wait a second, that's not what I expected. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Right. We need to let go of our expectations. That's for sure. Just yeah, in everything. Yeah, well, I got, yeah, one of my coworkers <laughs> got, like, we got in an argument about that. Because he didn't, he didn't agree. He was like, well, I do have, I have expectations of, you know, and I guess he was coming from a different point of view, which I was fine to listen to, but it was, it was just interesting how he like it. There's a very much, there's very much a Western culture of mm-hmm. how we do things. And, and then there's like an Eastern like yes. culture of how we do things. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and like, and I'm not blaming anybody or faulting anybody, but like, you know, in that conversation, I could definitely tell that there was some Western, like, no, 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 no. There's a box and everything got to fit yeah. together. And of course I would have expect. And, and so all, and, and we got to the question though, like the real question that we were both asking is like, it's not if it's when, like right. your expectations break. Right. right. And what do you do when it happens? Right. Well, and why are you expecting something from someone else? I mean, it's one thing sure, when you sure, approach sure, sure, sure. it in the sense, almost like a contract. Okay. Yeah. Here's a contract. We are going to get married and I have the understanding that you're going to re- meet A, B and C for me. Sure. And in return, I'm going to do. D, E, and F for you. Sure. And in that sense, if you've outlined those expectations and both parties agree to those expectations, then it's no longer an expectation. It's a contract, right? Right, right, right. But I think we have a lot of unwritten expectations and definitely unspoken expectations of, you know, like, and we don't know what always the other person's background was. Like there was a couple that got married and every time the husband would get sick, he would ask his wife for orange juice Okay, and she'd bring him the small juice glass of orange juice and okay. he'd keep asking for it and asking, can I get more juice? Can I get more juice? Can I get more juice? And it kind of became the source of contention in their marriage. Like what is with the juice? Yeah. And he would think, why does she bring me this teeny tiny glass? I mean, like, obviously I keep asking for more. Why doesn't she just bring right. me a big glass of juice? And so one day they kind of hit the breaking point and the wife is like, what is it with you and this juice? And as they started talking, come to realize every time he was sick as a kid, his mom would bring him a big glass of juice. And that was her way of showing, Hey, this is going to help you get better. I really love you. This is going to heal you. And she grew up in a family where you never got more than a tiny juice glass of juice because it was expensive. expensive. Yeah. And so in her mind, she's like, you know, juice is meant to be in a juice glass. You can get one swallow, whatever, you know, I mean, juice glasses are pretty small. And so she couldn't understand this need he had And he kept feeling like she must not really love me. She just keeps bringing me a small (laughs) glass of juice. And she's thinking, oh my gosh, what is his thing with juice? And so it's like, we don't really know what the other person's truly brought into the marriage. I mean, there's no way to truly know those things until you start getting into those issues. These, yeah, these weird nuances that like you would have never found out anywhere (laughs) else. You know what I'm saying? And how often do we allow those things just to start eating away at us and never actually explore why do, why do you feel that way? Or why is this upsetting you? And really dig into the background of it. Yeah. There's no game plan for what, what happens. Right. And that's what it is. That's what, that's what we're talking about is like, these are going to happen. Like it's just going to happen. So what are you going to do? Right. Like there's no, if there's no game plan, then of course you're going to fit. Like if there's no game plan, then right. of course you're going to fail. Then of course you're going to think that she doesn't love you because the, the glass isn't big right. enough. <laughs> and, you know, and of course he, he doesn't love you because he's spending too much. You know what right. I mean? Like he doesn't respect my financial, whatever. Right. Right. Like, so that was the thing. That's what we got to. It's like yeah. what happens when it, you know what I mean? And, uh, and then we talked about that and, and I was just like, well, it doesn't affect my happiness. Like, right. um, like if someone f- loses that, like, I'm not saying there's not consequences for mm-hmm. like these kinds of, and when, and you know, and, and that's a good point. Like when you're talking about relationships, like, cause there are some things that we, that we need from each other. Right. And right. that's why we're in a relationship. Um, but it's not like what the expectations are, you know what I'm saying? It's like, right. what happens when they're broken? Cause they're going to do it. Just ha- like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> like, right. Are, are you going to stick to the, are you, do you have a game plan and is it going to affect your happiness? Because I feel like, it, you know, all right. So my wife breaks an expectation or, or what, or vice versa. That's probably more likely in, in my, my wife and I's relationship, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, it doesn't, you know, we've gotten to the point where like, uh, it doesn't like affect our happiness. Right. Like we just go to, a, we just go to a conversation. Like it doesn't mean, and here's the other thing. I don't like the word happiness either. Mm. And here's why, because I don't really care about, um, like 
being, I don't care about being happy. I care about being like peaceful. Right. But like, to some people that would be the same thing. Sure, sure, sure. Right. You're right, right, right. And this is just me. Like, this is just how, yeah. this is just because I, I like, I like stoicism. I like these, I like <laughs> right. these very like forward things. Like, cause I don't care about necessarily being happy as long as we can resolve whatever. Like, cause right. these arguments might not be happy or, or not right. arguments like, but these, these conversations that need to happen in, in a relationship <laughs> might not be happy. I'd be smiling while we do right. it. I don't think so. Most of the time we're not usually smiling. Right, right, right. So, so like <laughs> I, happiness is the goal. I don't really buy it right. because I think that like, I don't have to, I don't have to be right. I just have to get it right. Right. And I think that's a good goal. <laughs> I think really that is what we want. We want peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can have peace if, if the, you know, to use biblical terms, I can have peace if the waves are here. Right, right. I, it, I'm not going to be happy about it. <laughs> I'm not going to like go through this with a smile on my face, but right. I know that there's a plan. Well, you can feel, yeah, you can feel, but I can feel calm about yeah, it. Yeah, but I can feel like, all right, this is it. This is all part of the plan, <laughs> right? Like I'm, I'm, right. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. This is, this is right. If this shouldn't have happened or should have happened, I don't, it doesn't matter because it is happening and I got to figure it out. <laughs> you right. know what I'm well, saying? and I think that goes back to the idea that it's all an inside job. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like yes, yes, when we yes, get yes, to yes, a, a yes. space of being peaceful and at ease, that's something we've done. It's because mm-hmm. we're resolved within ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing as having happiness, having joy. Mm-hmm. You can have all those things, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter yeah, what turmoil, yeah. no matter what challenges. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, I guess it's, yeah, it's just kind of a, <laughs> a choice that we have to make. And I think that's where we go back to, am I giving my power to someone else? Yeah. Or am or, I keeping my power? Yeah, yeah. Or to like words, like right. I, I can be happy when good things are, are happening and right. I can be sad when bad things are happening. And I'm like, I, I don't, the reason I don't like those definitions, the reason I don't like the words is because we have to we, like semantics is involved. Right. And, right. And my definition of a bad thing happening is not the same as your definition. <laughs> right. some, because we some have different people, experience. a bad thing happening is just a bad hair day. Yeah. 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 Right? Like, 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 um, you know, like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos could lose $50 million in a day. Right. I don't even have $50 million to lose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that like would be a really a, bad day. Yeah. He, to them, it's not a big deal. To me, it's like. Right. The end right, of the world. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm putting that in, and some people might call that privilege, but I'm trying to paint a picture of like, right. my bad day isn't the same as your bad day. So well, we got to stop thinking exactly like that. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly it. There is no one size fits all in yeah. anything in the world. And a lot of times we put our own thoughts onto someone else's experience. Oh, for sure. Rather than just owning our own experience and saying, okay, this is how I experienced that. And and it's kind of funny. (laughs) I had somebody one time tell me there's no reality. And this is kind of comes from Katie Byron. um, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But she says there is no reality because in in reality, your perception is your reality. And that's how come when somebody witnesses a car accident, they can be a witness and have kind of a different perspective of how they saw what happened, you know, and people think, Oh, well that person must be lying, but really they just had a different viewpoint. They Well, a different perspective. They saw things different. They remembered things different or whatever. Yeah. 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 And they have different. Yeah. They, I mean, again, we're all looking through different lenses, right? Right. Like processing life through our own previous experiences. experiences. Yeah. Like I could see (laughs) some car crash and be like, that wasn't a big deal. And this person, it's their first car crash. It was a huge deal. Right. (laughs) Or like, I never get in a car crash. This is a big deal. And I'm yeah, and I'm a bystander going like it wasn't right. that bad. When sometimes you're like, well, I thought this person was at fault, but I yeah. but somebody standing on a different angle might have saw something different. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. like, or even in sports, right? Sure, How often sure. do we watch a a um, ref say, sure, you know, that was a, a play, and then you watch the instant replay, and you're like, no, if you watch it from this angle, they were clearly in the end zone, right, you know, or whatever. Right, right, I mean, right, right. so it's it's perspective. Which is, yeah, which is fair. Like. You know, and I've, by the way, I've gone down the rabbit hole on both ends on that. You know, we live in a simulation <laughs> and it's like, whatever, dude, because I mean, it's fine. You know. Well, it just proves that our thoughts are really what creates everything, right? Yeah, it's it's oh, what you sure. choose to tell yourself about everything and yeah, how you so, choose to view things. Oh yeah. So yeah, definitely. I mean, and that's one, that's a big story that I tell like the, so like, you know, stoic, um, you know, um, Buddhism, one of the mm-hmm. big things in Buddhism is, is there's a difference between in Hinduism. Um, and that's why, by the way, that's why you smell because, you know, oh, yeah. like a lot of them, you know, you, energy and vibrations like, right. and, and they use fragrances, like they sm- smells. So I'm like, whatever, it's the same thing. So that's why. <laughs> and by the way, back, you know, while I go on another tangent, I like that people can go to holistic healing centers. Yes. And I, well, so only important. reason, only reason I say that is because, you know, it just should be on the menu. 
You know, I had well, people, yeah. I had people tell me like, oh, you're, you're anti-doctor. I'm like, I'm not like there's right. a time and a, like, it should be the menu should be bigger. That's all I'm saying. Right. Well, I mean, saying. if I break my arm, I'm going to a doctor to set it. I'm sure, not going sure, to sure, an energy sure. healer. Right. Right. Well, and that's but, what I'm saying. Like, you know, but, it's but, kind of like it can all complement one another. Yeah. Yeah. But I think our bodies were created to heal themselves. We just need to understand what the tools are. Yeah. And yeah. I think the more we can have natural things from the earth and stuff to heal us, the better. Yeah. Because I just think sometimes that just doesn't work for people. But sometimes, yeah, sometimes you need it. And that's all I say. Yeah. Right. I agree. Just put it on the menu. Like, why would you I think all of it should be out there? And (laughs) I I know for me, I like to take a holistic approach as much as possible. Yeah. However, um, like if I'm working on my mental health, I use a holistic approach, but my physical health, other than nutrition, I mean, I try to work on nutrition and things like that. But a lot of the natural remedies don't seem to work as well for me physically as they do for me emotionally. So then I have to check into a traditional doctor and say, okay, what might work? What won't? And just kind of, so I've got to like some prescriptions (laughs) and I've got some oils and you name it. And you just, yeah, but you, but you do what works best for you because that's all it is. Right. right? And that's, and that, and by the way that I tell people that's all doctors do. Right. They're like, we're going to try this. And if it doesn't work, we'll try something different. And that kind of goes back to to feedback. Right. Then why did you do this? Yeah. Yeah, We do this and we're like, okay, that didn't work. How, what do we need to adjust? How do we need to change it? And I think that's the case for everything, whether it's your career, your relationships, you know, your health. Yeah. And back, (laughs) yeah. And so back to this idea that, that I was, that I got from Buddhism that I just, that I love is that there's a difference between pain and suffering. Ooh, I like that. That's true. Yeah, because like, and they use an arrow, right? Like I can get shot with an arrow and the arrow I'll heal from it, you know, right. obviously, and I'm using this generally, right? If I get shot in the shoulder with an arrow, chances are I'm going to be okay. Right. You know, but what I, but what the difference is, is, um, is the story I tell myself about why I got shot with an arrow, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that yes. lasts longer, like your wound in your shoulder will heal. Right. But you can tell yourself that story every day. And then that's suffering. suffering. Yeah. yeah and, I love and, that. And so what was the story you tell yourself? Like, it doesn't matter why you got shot with an arrow. Go get, <laughs> go get it fixed. And then, and then I love, it's, it's beautiful that they use this arrow analogy because, all right, so what do you do next time? Don't like, don't be around somebody who's going to shoot you right. with an arrow. Like right. protect yourself. And that, and that, and that's why I think it's beautiful. Like don't suffer because it happened. Right. right. But like, then you, then you can protect yourself. Then you can get out of the way. Don't I hang out that. with that person. Don't go to the same place. So, so it kind of fits this because a lot of, you know, I used to get mm-hmm. a lot of flack. Uh, well, the story did because they didn't, under, people didn't understand right. it. They were like, well, yeah, but you know, somebody, what if somebody did actually intentionally maliciously shoot you with an arrow? But so what? Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so what? And then get out of the way. Like, don't, don't, right. you don't have to go back. You don't have to go back. Well, and I think it goes back to realizing that people's issues with you are really issues with themselves. I think, I think, you know, we see people that do bad things towards us or talk about us, you know, people that kind of create some kind of harm in our lives and we hold on to all this anger and this resentment. But in reality, it's like, this is their issue. It had really nothing to do with you. You just symbolize what they were trying to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, and so I, you know, I work with a lot of different groups. Um, and, and so that's the one thing I tell people, like you cannot suffer, right? Like mm-hmm. you can get out of this idea of suffering. Um, and you can protect yourself. Like that is okay <laughs> right. too. Like, I'm not saying like, go keep getting punched in the face, <laughs> you know, but right. don't like, but, but if you know, and so that's the idea, right? right? Is like in, in life, Sometimes you get punched in the face. And so right. then don't, you know, then do something else if you don't want to get punched in the face. Well, I think that's goes back to right. kind of that forgiveness idea too, yeah. which we haven't talked about, but it just came to my mind. Sure, sure. Is that a lot of times we hold on to this anger and this resentment and mm-hmm. we, we refuse mm-hmm. to forgive because they didn't apologize. They don't feel bad for it. But, you know, again, sure. it's like, who cares? Just well, you can forgive and still choose not to continue to be in that yeah. situation again. Yeah. In fact, I, in fact, I have two different views on forgiveness. I have one view that's uh, that by that everybody gets mad at me for, cause I don't think forgiveness is real. Like I don't think it exists. And if it does exist <laughs> here. Okay. But hear me out. I, I am. I'm willing to listen. All right. All right. Here's why I don't think it exists. But, and if it does exist, it only exists within you. Yeah. That makes sense. Sure. Right. But, but it's not like this idea of like, like you have to apologize and then I'll forgive you. Right. You know what I mean? Or like you have to show, like you have to earn my forgiveness. 
that's the that's the suffering. Well, part. that's not real. Yeah. I can see that perspective of sure. forgiveness not sure. being real because forgiveness shouldn't be earned. Right. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're, you continue to tell so yourself the story. Joyce Meyer <laughs> always said, do yourself a favor and forgive. And you sure. realize that forgiving is for you. Yeah. It's not for the other yeah, person. And people, people think of it the opposite. They think right. if and I forgive, what, yeah. it's for that person. Yeah. And really yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all an internal job. Right. But the thing she said too, that I loved is she said, it's called forgive, forgiving. It's forgiving it away. Yeah. 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 yeah you, if you hold just, on to you it, it becomes a cancer in yourself. I right, mean, right. it can physically cause cancer in your body yeah, yeah. to hold on to these anger well, and, and this resentment. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, stress is not right. good for your body. So period. you turn it over for me. I turn it over to the savior. That's him to deal with them. You know, it's for me to let it go and forgive, but yeah, he can deal yeah. with them and he can punish them or whatever needs to happen for <laughs> well, them. And, and the, that's not for me to do. And the, yeah, exactly. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like it's, it's not my, it's not my thing. And that's right. so, and that, so mine goes a step and hopefully by now you understand that I like to say things that get people to think. Right. Because yeah, because once you get on this train of thought, like, I mean, whether it exists or doesn't exist, I don't really care. <laughs> like, right. I, I just want people to understand like, like the conversation that we just had yeah. was like, yeah, it, Okay. Cause I, cause I put that on there. Right. And if it does exist, it only exists within you. Well, I think that's exactly here. it. It doesn't. <laughs> I think when you go back to talking yeah. about things being an inside job and wanting to have peace, yeah, you can't have peace when you're holding on to this anger yeah. towards someone. All these so to me, forgiving yeah. is really just about having peace with the situation. Yeah. Exactly. You know, just being yeah, at yeah, peace yeah. and not having any hard feelings and just being like, you know, it is what it well, is. It happened. Yeah. It doesn't matter why it happened. There's, I don't need to put energy behind it. I don't yeah. need to give it meaning. Yeah. I can just say that happened. That's well, interesting. And, and you get your what power can I learn? back. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we exactly. work with, a, yeah, we work with, I work with a group called Exodus, which helps. Oh yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Have you heard of Exodus? I think, I, I think we've talked about it okay. like a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So Exodus is an anti-human trafficking group, but they're focused <sighs> on the rehabil- rehabilitation of young women or I love it. young women and young men, people, victims right. of these. Trafficking. Yeah. 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 Um, and so one of the things that I love uh, that's very beautiful about this organization is, is they help people bring power back to themselves. That's so they important. give people, they give these young women and young men and, and these, uh, and these people who have been exited out of, out of right. trafficking or, or whatever they were in. And they, they are involved in like extraction and things like this, but they're focused on like this, that this rehabilitation. rehabilitation. Yeah. And I don't, and I can't remember if that's the right word, but the idea is, this, the idea well, is, it is, is because the idea is that they, they give these. And, and I say young women because we went to their 2020 gala and there was a few young women there who right. shared their story. Well, that's typically yeah. in sex trafficking, yeah, it yeah, typically yeah. is young yeah. women, but yeah, yeah, my, yeah. my sister-in-law was actually trafficked when she was 30. And, and, you, and, and that's, it blows my mind. Like when I, I've right. interviewed them twice and I've, and I've gotten involved a little bit with their organization, but it's just bananas. But one of the things, like when we're talking about this, like bad things, ha- like things that, are evil happen to people. Right. But, but part of what we're talking about is like getting your power back. And that's mm-hmm. one of the beautiful things about this. Like, you know, I was able to share my story. Like we heard, like I was able to share my story. I was able to, to get, you know, to, to get my power back and right. they were able to heal. And the, and that's what I feel like we're talking about when, yeah. when we say these things. And so, yeah, I, I, I yeah, you know, and, and, and it took a lot of like helping them realize that they're power, that we're all powerful. Right. Well, and I think that's when owning yourself or owning your story is important. Like no matter yeah. what's happened to you, whether it's been self-inflicted or not, yeah. if you just turn around and realize that you have responsibility for everything that happens, whatever responsibility you yeah, can take yeah, for yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. you know, even if your only responsibility for the things that have happened in your life is that you take responsibility for the fact that you were born. Yeah. or like, But anything you can yeah. take responsibility for gives you that power to say, okay, if I had power to take responsibility for this, I have power for what I can do with it. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. Yeah. Like you have the responsibility to, to make something, to right. get your power back. You have right. the responsibility to like show, show people that you're, you're more than what's right. You're more than your circumstances. And you can, you can't always choose what happens, but you can choose what, how you respond to what happens. Yeah. And that's what, uh, you know, <laughs> that's a lot of, that's what karma is. Karma, right. You know, karma, like a lot of people think karma is this idea that, um, you know, karma is like, if you do bad things, bad things will happen to you. And that's not what karma is. Karma really is just what you do. You get back. Yeah. Car- yeah. And karma <laughs> is like, not what happens is how you deal with it. Right. I like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that was like the, you know, the, I, re- I read a book by the sad guru who talked about that, but 
Um, but yeah, he, you know, he talked about like karma is not what happens to you. It's what you do with it. Right. Like that's your karma. You know, your <laughs> karma is if you, you know, if you, if you stub your toe, you know, and swearing like right. that's bad karma because you, you stubbed your toe. Did you really, right. you know, <laughs> like, did you really need to do all that, <laughs> you know, make a show like, or, or, you know, your karma is you stub your toe and then you move the box and then right. you fix so it. So you don't do it again. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, okay, probably should, you know what I mean? As we think about all the times we've stubbed our toes on the same oh, thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm perfect. <laughs> I didn't say that. But I think that's yeah. like a good analogy for life. Cause how yeah. often do we hit that thing? Yeah. And instead of moving it, we just back up and run right into it again. Not realizing that that's the yeah. problem that we're having. We don't recognize where the true problem lies, which is usually ourselves. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, usually yeah. we're our own problem. And, and if we and can I, make no, those it, adjustments, it is, it we is. can move forward and, and kind of make something better. And it's funny that you, you know, as we're talking about relationships, because I had a salesman who I, I could not drive this point, this point home to him. But he was like, I mean, every customer he talked to was like, you know, every customer he talked to was a douche. <laughs> And I was like, and I, he, well, and so I go, he's, listen, he's getting what he says, right? I, I go, I go, yeah, I go, dude, listen, I have been doing this longer than you. I did your job exactly what you're doing. I was like, and I, and like one out of like some people, like we were at the time we were, what we were selling, we were car salesmen. Like right. no one likes car salesmen, like car salesmen don't like car salesmen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, so we were just in the profession. So I'll, yeah. Did I have one or two out of, out of 10 or 15 come in right. who just didn't like me because of what I did? Sure. And the, and that happens and there's nothing you can do about that. I was like, but I was like, but, and I'm not going to say his name, but I was like, dude, you like, I've never had 10 out of 10. Right. I've never had 10 out of 10. And I was like, and so I used a dating analogy. I was like, if you had 10 X wives, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And, you know, you know, and I, and I guess, and I told him this, I was like, if you were looking for a wife or a girlfriend and they had 10 ex husbands, right. What are you thinking? You know? Okay. Right. It's probably not after 10. It's probably not them. Right. It's probably her. Right. Exactly. And, and, vice versa, right? and vice versa. Right. <laughs> and I go, as I, I'm telling you the same thing, bro. If it's 15 in a row, it's probably not them. It's probably it's you. you. Right. <laughs> and then he couldn't get it. But that's true. It's true. It's like, dude, you, what are you doing? If uh, people would just realize that they are the common denominator. Well, and if you treat, you know people, what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I told him, and I was like, and by the way, if you treat them like they're right, they're going to be a douche to you, then they're going to be a douche to you. Well, you will specifically create what you think, what you speak, right? Yeah. We, we are creative beings. Yeah. Created in God's image. So obviously if he said, <laughs> let there be light and there was, yeah. then what we speak can actually be spoken into existence. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I totally so I think when you keep saying like, and I mean, I'm guilty of this. Like I, every day I yes, feel tired yes, and I'll say, man, too. I'm so tired. Yeah. Oh, I'm so tired. And then I realize I feel more tired because I keep telling myself <laughs> and reaffirming how tired right. I am. Right. Yes. I, I so, actually had to realize that too. I had to stop yeah. telling myself like, oh man, I'm really tired. Like I just got to stop. You have to start saying, man, I feel full of energy. It might not be yeah. true. Or but just you like, will eventually break the habit of at least yeah. telling yourself you're tired. <laughs> I, I, what I did was like, what I did was I just stopped saying it. Yeah. I was like, I was like look, I, you're probably right, bro. but it doesn't, <laughs> it's not doing you any favors to keep pointing right. it out. <laughs> right. That's the habits I've been trying to break. I'm like, yeah, I gotta really yeah. start paying attention to yeah. what I'm saying. And I'm not saying anything that's really, you know, going to bring but really yeah, bad but stuff, but, yeah, but I'm like, man, I could I, probably have a little bit higher quality of life if I well, would quit reaffirming these things yeah, I don't want. Yeah. Just that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's true though. Like, I, and, and, uh, you know, it's for me, like I, ju I f try to find practical ways because personally that's how I deal with right. my life. Right. So I, but yes, like stop telling yourself you suck because <laughs> you're going to suck. Like, you're so creating telling, it, you know, right? even if it's true, like I'm not telling you like, and, and the, this is how I paint it in my mind is like, don't lie to yourself. Like if you're not good at it, you're not good at it, but you don't need to point it out every five seconds. Right. You just need to deal with it. Well, and, and figure realize, out what, yeah, what is it exactly. that you're change, not good. Yeah, what something. can I do different? Feedback. Yeah. yeah. But don't like wallow in this. Like <laughs> I suck. You know what I mean? Yes. Because, yeah, because, and then that's what, that's what the ultimate thing that I try to do. Right. Is like, is I care about the truth. Like if, yeah. like if I suck, then I need, and that's true. Then I need to know it. Well, and if I <laughs> suck, what specifically am I sucking at? Yeah, is yeah, this yeah. something that is just yeah. not in my nature or is there a way I can improve it? What mm -hmm. does like, you know, yeah. I mean, you think about I, yeah. Michael Jordan, not making his high school basketball team initially, sure, 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 sure. you know, I mean, 
yet he became one of the greatest the, the, to ever yeah, live. Yeah, he, so he it. is this something you can learn or is it something you just completely need to redirect yourself right, from? Right? Right, right. But I feel like once you, once again, this is just for me, right? right. But I feel like once I know the truth, acknowledge it, right? Then I can work it. Yeah. Then I'm exactly. not, then I'm, then I'm like, okay. Right. Like, I don't need to keep pointing it out. Like I know what's going on. Right. And if I, and yeah. And then I got my paths, right. I can keep trying this, seeing if I love it. I can keep going here. I can, then I can work right, it. Right. Make adjustments. But, but then I'm like, but, but if you just keep the, oh, I suck, I suck, or I'm not good. I'm not good. You're not, you're spinning. Well, you're wheels, like digging man. yourself yeah, into a yeah, hole. Yeah. You're in, you're in mud, right. <laughs> yeah. You're not, there's no traction. You're not, no momentum. Um, and that's why, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, so for me, I just, I just acknowledge it. Like I just, mm-hmm. it is the reality of the situation is, is what it is. And I can go from there. Like right. I don't need what to do keep I worrying about Yeah. It? I don't need to keep worrying about it. I don't need to keep worrying. <laughs> it. You know, that. because I feel like people tell themselves like, I suck, I suck, I suck because they want it to be different. Right. If, if I tell my, like, it's this weird thing. Like if Almost I tell like we myself, think we'll talk ourselves we'll mo- like it's our motivational speech. If I tell right. myself oh. I suck enough, I want to do better. Yeah. But in no, reality, we don't, doing, we don't, most people do not respond yeah. well to negative feedback. Right. As far as not just negative feedback, but like, like I think about my kids football yeah. coach in, in little league and the coach would scream at these poor little kids, you know, yeah. and you guys need to do better and scream, 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 <laughs> put down, put down, put down. I don't know anybody that rises up because they were put down. Yeah. Yeah. Usually yeah, yeah. you're like, man, that must be true, <laughs> you know? And right, then you take right, kind right, of right. that onto yourself. So I think if we all learn just to be more encouraging and to build yeah. each other up, we'd yeah. actually see a lot of changes in well, how people respond to everything. Right. And I, and, and for me, like, how do I, how do I, how does that manifest in my life? Right. It, it manifests in my life by just acknowledging like, yeah, cause I'm a big sports guy. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't, you know, we don't need to yell. Like if you <laughs> lost a game, we lost a game and it, we're, we're going to have to have some tough conversations, right? right? We're going to have to make some tough decisions to, to make sure we want to get on the track we want to be on. But that doesn't mean we got to keep like unnecessarily beating a dead horse. Like, right. like again, like if you're coming from empathy, yeah, we can have tough conversations. Cause like, it's not, you're not going to avoid these. And, and, and this is why I love having on, you know, coaches and, and things like that. And in the holistic healers and things like mm-hmm. that is because like, I don't ever want, I just want people to understand like the reality of the situation. Yeah. Like, like you can, we can get better. Well, and that's we, just you it. Know what I, mean? we, I like how you said empathy, that because yeah. I think we sometimes, especially with the climate of the yeah. country, I think people get so caught up in who's president and yeah. who's elected in this and who's doing that. It doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, I don't really care. It really doesn't yeah. matter because honestly you can make it to be whatever you want it to be based on how you view mm-hmm, things, what mm-hmm. you tell yourself, what you choose to do about it. Mm-hmm. Like stuff is going to happen. Yeah. We're going to have some good times. We're going to have some bad times, but really we can choose what and we're going to so, make yeah, out of yeah. it. And so that's my thing is like it, you know, and I think a lot of people get caught up going to like coaches or, or things like that because, um, you know, they don't want to put in the, their own work. They don't want to, they don't want to have somebody tell them. <laughs> that's a high price way of getting there. If you're not putting in the own work, because even with a coach, yeah. you, it's really up to you to do the work. They're just yeah. there to kind of direct you, to yeah. guide you, to help you figure it out. <laughs> I know. And that's why, like, I, I don't, I would never be a coach, but I, I, I understand and I appreciate mm-hmm. the, the trade, you know, because I get it. Like some people need a swift kick in the ass and well, some, some people need people guidance, need, yeah. and, you know what I mean? And some people like, but, but I also, one of the reasons that I tell people <laughs> just to pay attention, like you know, some people would be like, Hey, do you think I should get a coach? And then this isn't like very right. common with me, but it happens every <laughs> once in a while. And I'm just like, look, I, I think I know a lot of great coaches. I think coaching is great. I think hiring a coach is great. I was like, but if you're not ready for it, it's going to, you're going to, I think hate that's it. the key. That's why I <laughs> talked about in the beginning, like making sure you're finding you the some, right coach for you because you need some pre-coaching because yeah. they, they're going to, you know, if you find the right coach, they're not going to be, it's not going to be rainbows. Well, you've got to be they're gonna willing you- to do the work and you've got to be ready to make the changes. And most people yeah, yeah, don't yeah, yeah. get where they want to go because they're just not ready. Well, and that's what I was, that's what I tell. That's what I tell people. I'm like, coaches aren't bad. The reason coaches get a bad rap is because people think that if I hire a coach that somebody else is going to magically make me better. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that's why, that's why I tell people just be careful. Well, I, think I don't ever funny. tell people not to hire coaches. I just say like, but if you're not ready, like they're going to tell you something that you're not going to want to hear. Right. They're well, going to tell you something that's like, real. The word coach comes <laughs> traditionally from sports, right? You mm-hmm. have a coach. The coach is there yeah. to do the plays, to help you condition, to make sure yeah. you're ready to kind of guide you in that, on that field. Right. And yet people hire professional coaches and don't realize that 
It's the yeah, same concept. The same thing, I'm yeah. here to tell you what you need to do <laughs> to give you a path, to give you guidance, to make sure you're doing your conditioning. Yeah. You know, but, but like a football coach doesn't go out there and like pull strings, right? The yeah. guys have yeah, to be yeah, out yeah. on the field. They have to be doing the work. They have to be executing the place. And the same thing goes with any kind of coaching. You know, the coach is there just to help you know what the plays are and yeah. give you the platform of how to execute those plays. But if you don't execute the plays, you're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's going it to be a waste. But also a good coach is wise at talking to people and making sure they understand that. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. That this and, is and not I a know, quick yeah. fix magical thing, right, but some coaches right. are just in it for the money and will take anybody as a client. And that, yeah. that gives everybody a bad rep. rep. Well, and, and yeah. And I know that there's definitely charlatans in the game. But that's all. I, that's all. Unfortunately, I, yeah. That's all. I'm. That's all I tell people. I'm just like, dude, you just got to do your homework, and, and One, you know, people got to be ready for it, and they've got to want it for sure, and and they've got to be willing to commit. <laughs> and that's the case with anything. If you're yeah, not willing anything. to commit, yeah, that's why your life is probably yeah. falling apart. Yeah. Well, and that's what I tell. <laughs> that's what I tell them. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, um, if you're if you're if you think that this is like a like a band-aid fit or not a band-aid right. but if you think that they're gonna somehow magically change you like you're smoking weed you're, you're right you're higher than a kite i like, think people need real. to understand that life is all about <laughs> progress and not perfection because perfection sure. is never going to yeah. exist and i think a lot of people hold themselves back because it's not perfect yeah. i'll you know if i can't be perfect i'm not going to do it kind of like the million dollar idea right mm -hmm. and if we just realize <laughs> if you're making progress you're getting closer and it's all about sure. just making progress for sure well, I appreciate the conversation. I no, it's been great. Thank so you for how, having me. So how do people get a hold of you? How do they find out? Um, so I do have a website. It is christinelavulo.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-L-A-V-U-L-O.com. And I can also be reached at um, 801-898-2744. Cool. <laughs> so I'm happy to help anybody who might be looking for some answers or trying to get their relationships back on track or just kind of up leveling right on well thank you so much thank you for having me on adult and i really appreciate it